Her Majesty's hospital ship, the Atlantis, was protected from combat by international conventions and worked to help the war wounded. It would have stood out among the warships with its white paint and prominent Red Cross emblems. At an impressive 1.8 meters long, the model of HMHS Atlantis can easily fit on your dining room table. In the late 1990s, a young Derek Naidu volunteered at the South African Red Cross in Durban, KZN. They were renting a premises out in Durban and I saw the ship uh, lying at one end of the office and it was lying without much care and you know, nobody really thought about it. And uh, in the late 2000s, we decided to move into new premises which the Red Cross has got north of Durban. And uh, I decided this ship had some sort of history without knowing the exact details, but I know that it served the vulnerable people during the war times, transporting patients, serving as a hospital ship. So I got this ship uh, framed in a glass sort of cabinet outside the provincial office in Durban. Remarkably, one of the army men aboard the original ship is still alive today. 97-year-old Herbert Charles Hiskett is a British Army captain now retired in Johannesburg, Gauteng. Over the years, Captain Hiskett has been meaning to visit the Red Cross Durban office to check up on the model. It took him 73 years to finally get around to it. He tagged along when his daughter Sue visited Durban on business last month. It was only on this particular occasion that I suddenly thought, well now that I'll go down to check on this model. And we went down there and we found that the Red Cross had moved. But it was really... I phoned them up at first and said to them, do you by any chance have a ship, a model ship there? Yeah, she said, we do have a model ship, but I don't know anything about it. For Captain Hiskett, it was to be a trip down memory lane. Oh. <sighs> Memories. Captain Hiskett pours over a lifetime of memories in a leather-bound scrapbook. I kept track of all the places we went to. Alexandria, Malta, Gibraltar, Falmouth, back again, Scarpa Flow, and then the other one in the Norwegian campaign. Well, there, there again, we had a, a, the, the, the destroyer, the Polish destroyer, Grom, was sunk right, right, right beside us there. So we picked up the survivors there, they were all covered in oil. Among his many keepsakes are shore passes, leaflets advertising dances, and mountains of photographs from the pyramids in Egypt to the Statue of Liberty in New York and a postcard picture of Table Mountain in Cape Town. He remained very much behind the lens and it was hard to find a picture of a young Captain Hiskett. Yeah, I took pictures of ships and things like that. Because sometimes. No, that's not me. No, no but sometimes well, you, if I were taking them myself... No, then well, I of don't, course, then you know pictures of you. Then I get no pictures of myself. That's you. No, I don't think it is. That is you. That one, no, look, it can't be me. It's it says cool. there, Hiskett. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. What's me? Captain Hiskett recalls a time during the invasion of Madagascar, launched from the Durban Harbour, where a warship was bombed right next to the Atlantis. But that, that was because... The, the enemy, which was in that case with the French, they didn't have any aircraft. So it was moderately safe for us to be in amongst the invasion ships. <coughs> but it wouldn't have been if, if there had been any aircraft around. So no, I, I, I can't say that 
while I was on the ship, I ever felt any very great danger. Captain Hiskett began his army tour in 1939 when he was drafted into the Royal Army Medical Corps. Well, you had to sleep in the morgue because there was just a shortage of accommodation everywhere at the beginning of the war. I was a bedpan basher. We had to take the coal to the fires first thing in the morning at 6 o'clock. And also we had to peel the potatoes. All things like that. I mean, that's what you do to stop it. So I never, there's never any medical work, really. He later went to work on the Atlantis. The original Atlantis was an old Royal Mail liner that had been converted into a floating hospital. When you're young, really, to be able to travel around the world at the expense of Her Majesty's government, you know, is quite an exciting thing. Captain Hiskett was spared the hard life of a soldier. Compared with people in trenches, uh, we lived a very comfortable life. The hospital ships were Red Cross ships, and I must say that the Germans during the war were very good in that. I, I never heard of any serious attacks on hospital ships, really. Near the end of the war, those aboard the ship wanted to give back to the people of Durban for their hospitality. We used to come ashore when we dropped all our wounded, and then usually we were ashore for about several days before we went up north again. And then these people were very, very good to us. We used to go and have dinner with them. We used to spend the evening with them playing pick-up sticks. Do you know pick-up sticks? And many of the other people on board ship also met people like that. Because altogether we made about six or seven visits to Durban. And finally, because of that, we decided, well, we'd like to do something to express our appreciation to the people at Durban. So that is how the model came to be built. And then that's why it's so nice that it's still in existence. The merchant seamen led the charge, with the army giving a hand here and there. And I must say, really, that the crew, like the merchant seamen, did more, I would say, than the army, say, because really they had the facilities available. You see, the carpenter, the chippy on board ship, he, he did the whole of the... Mo- I mean, this model is nearly as long as this table. Where he managed to get the block of wood for that, I don't know. Some of Captain Iskid's handiwork can be spotted on the binnacle, a tiny stand on the deck of the model ship. So I only did a few things, uh, and, uh, and when I say minor, it really was very, very minor. But by the time they were due to return to England in October 1942, the model was not yet completed. It was a bit of a blow, really, because the model wasn't complete, and there we were going back to the UK, so we hadn't got anything to donate. Luckily, the ship had one last tour, which took them past Durban the following year. In February 1943, came back for the last time, and in the meantime, we had completed the model. Derek Naidu, now the CEO of the SA Red Cross, is planning to set up a museum. You know, the Red Cross theme is changing minds and saving lives. So at that time, probably changed some person's life. It, it probably saved lots of lives. And I think those group of people got together and decided to build a model of the ship in honor of the work that the Red Cross has done. So it's only fitting tribute that we trace the real history. So we honor those people. Captain Iskett did return to South Africa years after the war to set up a wax paper factory in Springs. He later retired in Britain, only to follow his daughters back to South Africa years later. The SABC helped place Naidu and Captain Hiskett in contact with a view to assisting in the archive project for the museum. I'm Candace Nolan in Johannesburg.